When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, and welcome to the 109th episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, a.k.a. Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by two very special temporary guest hosts. We have joining us for the first time, Pedro Pertusi. Pedro, how are you doing? And uh, could you kind of give a little bit of an introduction? How long have you been playing? What are some of your accomplishments? Yeah, hello. My name is Pedro Pertusi. I'm 19 years old, and I've been playing for six years now. So most of the time I played in the senior division and it's my second season as a master. And this year I had a pretty good season. I'm currently the first uh, number one in LATAM rank. And yeah, I won uh, regionals recently. Uh, The last regionals we had in LATAM in Santiago, Chile. And I also managed to get Top 8 at LAIC and top 16 at the other two ICs, so UIC and Oceania. So an absolutely killer season. I didn't know it was only your second year in Masters. That's You're doing so well. Thank you. And then joining us for the, we couldn't, a third time maybe, we have from Spain, Pedro Torres. Pedro, how long have you been playing and what are some of your accomplishments? Hey guys, Pedro here again in the best podcast right now. <laughs> of course. Um, and yeah, I've been playing for like since 2013 or so, but competitively since 2016, like in the new era. Um, I'm 31 years old, so I'm too old. I could be the dad of Pedro Bertuzzi. Um, and yeah, I'm, my achievements could be like top four awards um, in 2018, then international champion. Um, OCIC and then regional champion in like the last expanded tournament in Europe in 2018 too. After that, expanded disappear. Um, <laughs> also won a regional this season in in Warsaw in Poland um, in um, November. And yeah, this season I'm doing pretty well. I'm really happy with it because before November I, I was doing really bad, um, like no day two, no points, no anything in a lot of tournaments. But then after Warsaw. I got um, top eight in OCIC and top four in UIC. So really happy to come back this season. Um, yep, now I didn't plan to go any IC because I didn't attend to the special event in Utrecht. And for the travel award and stipend, I only had like four ECPs from one regional. But after getting top four in UIC, my plans, my plans changed because I got a travel award. So I guess see you in NAIC. <laughs> So if you're wondering why I invited both of them, I think they did a great job of explaining why 
you know, both of them are going to be talking about the NAIC meta, the expected, a little bit of the Paldea Vault format, because these are two of the absolute best players in the game. I'll, of course, put some of my thoughts in there, but I'm sitting at 50 CP this year, pretty much uh, doing nothing. So a little less impressive than two individuals who are well over a thousand CP and uh, pretty locked for those day two invites. So first thing I want is to go back to myself, I've been expecting, I've been tryharding for NAIC. I have an expected meta in my mind, and I want you two to kind of give me an idea of, do you think this is on the right track, or do you think there's something that this deck should be played a little more, or you'd expect a little more, or this deck will be played a little less? So here's what I'm expecting. I would expect Gardevoir to be about 20 to 25% of the meta. Law Zone, specifically probably leaning towards Turbo Law Zone, about 20 to 25% of the meta. Mew, I'm going to combine both of them together, about 10%. And then I think Qian Pao is going to round out that top four and be around that 8 to 10%. So Pedro Pertusi, can you start us off? Do you think that's correct? Or do you think there's something in your mind that's like, uh, it's a little different than that? Um, For me, I also think Guardian and Lost, Lost Zone are probably the two most played decks uh, with Mew coming in at her mm -hmm. because... It's what we have been seeing, for instance, for online tournaments. I know they're not, like, the best because live is pretty bugged right now. So, like, Mew is better than it should be because there's no, no spirit tomb and stuff like that. But I think it's pretty realistic, especially if we look to, into, like, Japan results. So, there we see a lot of Guardi, but not so much Lost Zone. But also, it's kind of has been like that before. Uh, usually we see more Lost Box over from our side of the the globe. So, yeah. And like for Chien Pao, uh, Lugia, and other decks like that, I would expect something between 10%, maybe a little less. And then other relevant ones for me are like Arceus decks, mm -hmm. which I, I think are pretty well positioned. And yeah. When you say Arceus decks, are you specifically like Arctina is going to be the one that's showing up the most? Or do you think there's going to be the Duraludon, Umbreon, Volpix, just like the quote unquote pile decks? So are you more worried about the Tina? Are you more worried about the other? Or are you just like all Arceus decks are the same, essentially? Uh, I kind of put them together, but they are pretty different in their, their style of play. But... I would expect a little bit of both the the Duraludon one, the one the one UIC, and also the the Tina one okay. with the heavy path count and so on and so forth. And then Pedro Torres. So you heard the percentages. Uh, are you in agreement, disagreement that you think that those are realistic, or do you have a different thing in mind? Yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty similar to what Pedro and Yumelo uh, think about. I guess Gardevoir Lost Box. Should be the most played decks. I would expect more Lost Box than Gardevoir because Lost Box has too many variants combined, like Lost Box Turbo, Lost Box Kyogre, uh, Lost Box Giratina, for example, that is mm. like under the radar outside Japan and could be an option. And Gardevoir, I think people at least outside Japan, they are not playing too much the Drift from variant. So I think I would just expect straight Gardevoir um, with no, no too much tricks, I guess just consistency. Because the Gardevoir thing is super good, in my opinion, it's the best in the format because if you set up, you can beat everything. There is no auto losses. 
<clears throat> and then the third place, I will definitely also say Miu because um, he won the last uh, big tournament in Japan, right? So even with Drapion, Spiritom, and whatever, is uh, always doing well. Um, so yeah, I will say that this is the top three. But for me, the top four, I think Chen Pao is really popular in Limitless Tournament. It's actually the most played deck in Limitless Tournaments online, but I think it's because it's the new deck. Um, and, and yeah, but I, I don't expect too much Chen Pao in NAIC. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I will expect like the top four deck, or at least the deck I'm should worry about uh, to face with any deck I, I play, is the Arceus Giratina with heavy path to the pick. Because now, like before, the problem was like Mew destroyed Arceus Giratina if Mew was fast, but now you can bench Spiritom, and then at least Mew needs to do a lot more stuff to to fight the Arceus. And Arceus path to the pick can actually have a really good matchup against any Lost Box variant, because against Green Ninja, you turn off the Green Ninja. And they cannot carry over easy, and they cannot find the combo easy. Uh, Giratina put in check um, Dragonite because if they go Dragonite, you can just respond with the uh, Giratina. And Gardevoir EX are playing like two, three outs of Path to the Big only, like Worker and two stadiums, three max. And if they don't find a stadium, the crucial turn with Gardevoir EX, they they can they can still lose. So also Chen Pao is. Not good against Path to the Big Decks, right? You can just go Judge Path or Iono Path every single turn, and then Pound needs to find all the combo pieces plus the Lost City or the Roller Skate Stadium. So I definitely expect more Arceus, but maybe I'm wrong. And then, like, for sure, Chen Pao, Lugia, eh, and other decks like Miraido and stuff like that. But I will, I will say to everyone listening, watching this, that your deck should at least have a fine matchup. Like 40, 60, or 50, 50 against Lost Box, Mew, and Gardevoir. So if you have one auto loss to any of them, I think your deck could struggle if you face a lot of Gardevoir solo or Lost Box. Um, so at least you should guarantee to have at least a 40, 60, or 50, 50 against the top three, in our opinions. Yeah. So you both mentioned Mew a little bit in there, and Pedro, you specifically mentioned the Mew won the national championship in Japan recently, which was. 3,000 people, I want to say, right? Yeah. It's pretty big, right? So it beat a Guardi with Spiritomb in the finals as well. Yeah. Now, I don't know if either of you watched the finals. It was... Pokemon was played technically, but it was an interesting match, right? So I don't know how much uh, stock I would put into that specific, you know, the first versus the second place. But uh, Spiritomb, is this a card that should be played... And obviously, it depends on the deck, right? It's not just like everything should run Spiritomb, unless you think that. If you think that, please convince me why. But which decks should run Spiritomb or Drapion? Or are there decks where you're like, mm, I'm going to let everyone else tech against Mew, and maybe I'll kind of take my chances? Like, where are we at for this tournament? Which deck should run Tomb? Which deck should run Drapion? Or... Do you think there's viability in just saying, I'm going to let everyone else tech and just hope to avoid the muse? Uh, Pedro Torres, can you start us off? Yeah, when I, I, I'm a Lost Box lover, so I'm definitely <laughs> trying to play Lost Box in NAIC. Um, not sure which variant, because I like Lost Box Charizard, Lost Box Greninja, Lost Box Giratina for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think it depends on the version. You should run Spiritum or, or Drapion or any of them. Like, for example, Gardevoir, I think... I prefer more stadium outs to Path to the Pig, like more Artasons, like two or three Artasons, then maybe like Sinotemple Collapse and one Worker, than Spiritum or um, Drapion, because I think if you set up 
more or less well. You can beat Mew, even if they lost city your RALs. With four RALs, you're going to still do well if you set up. Um, so I don't think I will join the Spirit or Drapion in Garden War. But in Lost Box, definitely. I will join Drapion in the Greninja version because you can also power up Drapion with Manuscape to give your Gardevoir X in a potential um, boss option. Uh, and in decks like Arceus, I will definitely play Spiritomb. And I think every deck can have one slot for sure for Drapion or Spiritomb. I'm still not sure which one is the best. I think it depends on your deck. But for example, Gardevoir, if you want to cover Mew better, I will join Spiritomb. Uh, Lost Box, I will join Drapion. Uh, and others, yeah, depends on the core. But yeah, my tip is for sure join at least one of them because um, in NIC you will face one or two Mews by, yeah, by for sure. Pedro Pertusi, are you uh, in agreement with that general idea or something different? Yeah, I'm, I actually agree a lot. I think like Spiritum for me, it's probably, if you're playing Arctina, you should have the card. It's like really good. Uh, not only for the, the Mew matchup, but like for the Lugia Dominion out. It's also pretty good. Uh, and if I were to play one in Guardi, I would probably play the Spiritum. But I also probably like more having the heavy stadium count since it also helps against Arceus Path. So, yeah. And then for Lost Box, it depends. Uh, if it's the Turbo... Like turbo tracking shoes, I would render the Drapion. Uh, if it's the Kyogre one, I, I can see you not running either and just going for the Kyogre to Genesec late game win condition. And yeah, I think it's, but I think Mew is really well positioned and you should respect it. And other decks like Lugia, I would run Drapion. Yeah, you need your basic ability. Yeah, like you mentioned, one thing that has to be said with Spiritomb, even though I think people have finally figured it out, is it's good against Lugia. Because Lugia can either set up without Luminion or like have a late game boss without Luminion, but they usually can't do both. They either can't set up or they can't boss you late game without that Luminion. So it's a it's a pretty good tech into Lugia as well, because like you don't care if they KO it. <laughs> You're like, okay, that's fine. Like knock out that instead of my attacker. So that's a a big plus to Spiritomb that I think is worth always mentioning because I'm not playing Lugia. So more techs against Lugia is perfectly fine. But uh, let's jump into Lugia. So I played it to a 1K the other week, and I had this is one of the worst experiences of my life. Like. All of my wins were very wins, and all of my losses were uh, draw pass, right? It was it was quite painful. Uh, so of Lugia, we have two variants. We have single strike and we have colorless. I played colorless, but it's like the same engine, so the bricking still happens. Which one do you think will be more popular? And which one do you think is better between the two? So Pedro Pertusi, which one do you think will be more popular and which one is better? And it might be the same answer for both. I think it is the same answer. I'm pretty sure the single strike version it's gonna be it's better and mostly played. Uh, but it like in online tournaments, the the colors one is being played more, and it's to be expected since it features some new cards, some new combos. So people often want to try it out. I also think it's it's good. I think both both are good, but I think overall the the single strike has you more options 
for for the overall matchups and yeah i think it's a little bit better but the the car is the same so <laughs> yeah there's still a lot of flipping coins there's still a lot of having to find lugia turn one and two arc or two so yeah so off of that one the single strike is the better one would you if you're playing lugia would you play the Urshifu VMAX? Would you play the Duraludon VMAX? Or would you completely cut it for this tournament? I think it's okay to cut, but I probably would play the, the Urshifu. I would probably play something similar to like what what I was doing well before. So like take Regan's list, for example. I will probably just swap the, the Judge for... Iono, maybe put a, another extra Iono there because it's not awful when you're setting up since it still draws you six. I'll probably like put two jet energies maybe and yeah, rock with something like that. Sounds easy enough. Pedro Torres, which one do you think will be more popular and which one do you think is better? Well, I agree with Pedro a lot um, in their thoughts of Lugia. I think Lugia is the deck that when you play it, I have a lot of friends that you say, I will never play Lugia anymore again, right? It's like, if it's out of your control, like, you cannot prove your skill too much. There is always skill things in the game, but there are some decks that they it, it controls you instead of you controlling the deck. It's like, okay, you research, and let's see if I found the combo, or if I just draw pass again. Um, so there is no decisions a lot like Gardevoir discarding uh, the cards you you decide or lost box is uh, deciding the confis you you discard so lugia feels like a deck like yep depends on the day you will have a good day with coin flips um because you flip heads when you need tails or or yep or you get the what you need but it's the best deck in the in your opponents right when you face lugia they always have like ultra ball double archaeops turn two <laughs> plus uh, boss or plus judge and disrupt you but when you play it it's like full hand of full of energies not even look at one so it's uh, um yep it's a deck like that that depends on the day it could definitely win the tournament or or you can run the deck and not having a good time because yep it's like i need heads you get tails and yep so i think it will be like 50 50 between the most popular deck i don't think it will be more single strike or more colorless than the other one i think it's going to be really close um, I feel like Pedro said the single strike version is better because I guess you cover more matchups. Like, um, Ivental, for example, can actually be really good against Lost Box, uh, Gardevoir X for weakness, or even Mew. Um, Tyranny, that is also good in every, in all the top three decks uh, matchups. And I feel the colorless is like Chen Pao. It's like the new thing, new cards, so let's play it. Um, and I think, yeah, the colorless could be better against some Lost Box variants because Norlax's a really good tank. So say, well, I cannot uh, spread damage into it, Karamoran cannot KO it, and it's not last with the new energy, you don't sleep. So against some loss of variants, I feel like there's no lax colorless is better. But I feel against Gardeva or Mew, you definitely want to play the single strike version because Tyranitar or Iveltal definitely put in check that uh, matchups. Um, so if you draw well, uh, I think Lugia is super, super good, to be honest, because the only potential lose condition is getting path to the peak and not being able to find a stadium before your V-Star. But if you do well and your coin flips are good with Aromas and Mesagosas, I think the deck is definitely strong. Um, I think I will also, if I play Lugia, I will join 
Urshifu because it's not really good against Duraludon. It's not like you don't accept any auto losses. Um, but it's nice. Like you don't face a random Duraludon and you just concede. You have an out. And when I play Lugia with single strike Urshifu in like some lead caps and lead challenge, I also found myself that Urshifu is good in general as a good attacker. Against Arceus, for example, it's pretty good. With one Urshifu in play, just destroys the completely the Arceus variant, uh, like Arceus Giratina. Um, and yep, it felt useful to me against other random matchups like um, Miraidon or stuff like that that, I, that sometimes you face, right? So it's, it's good. I also played re Regenerative Energy in my Lugia list. So having the option to go like Ushifu, Regenerative Energy, when they attack you and then you can heal, evolve, and take another two prizes. So yep, I play Lugia. Uh, spoiler, I, I won't play Lugia. I will, <laughs> I, will play, I will play Ushifu and Single Strike most likely. Awesome. Uh, I also will not be playing Lugia. And I'm saying that out loud on the podcast because I'm very tempted every time I think about the deck and I look at the matchup spreads online, but I'm not playing. I'm not, not again. <laughs> I refuse. Good luck, everyone, playing Lugia. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So you're both regional champions this year. Conveniently, you both won regionals with decks that are still legal, viable. Obviously, Pedro Torres' yours was pre-rotation, but it's still a deck that exists, right? So I want you to both sell me on why the deck that you won the regional with, and I'm just going to say Lost Box and Guardi, not necessarily Guardi Mewtwo, is a good play or the play for NAIC. So, Pedro Torres, I want you to start us off. Why is Lost Box the play? And you can pick any of the variants because you've also top eight at ICs with Zard versus not Zard. But why is Lost Box the play for NAIC? Well, Lost Box, I think, is the deck that puts you in like a position that what do you want? Do you want to improve as a player? Um, then try to play Lost Box um, because you will feel better when you win games because it depends on your decision sometimes to win or lose. Of course, there are some RNG, there are some stuff that you cannot control. But I feel it's a deck that um, game is, games are longer, right? Because you only give one prize. So when games are longer, um, that should benefit the, the, the better player, right? Or a good player, if you actually test Lost Box a lot, um, games are longer, so that means you can prove your skill better. So that means that uh, if you play, if you play a deck like a two pricer or three pricer, games literally last two turns, and sometimes depends a lot on the coin flip. Um, like you face Lugia Mio, for example, you win with conflict with Lugia, win game one, lose game two, win game three, or or the other way, right? With Lost Box, I feel you don't care too much about losing or winning the coin flip. Also with Gardevoir, it's kind of the same because going second with Gardevoir, you maybe have a better setup uh, for more Kirlias on two. Um, so why play Lost Box? Um, it's a deck that rewards you, like as a player. When you play a tournament with a deck like Lost Box after testing it, because of course, before playing a deck, you should definitely test it, um, no matter which deck, to to know better what to do in every situation and every scenario. Um, yeah, it feels really good playing Lost Box and winning with Lost Box because um, 
it feels you control the cars you pick. It feels like you decide which cars put in the lost zone. You uh, decide uh, sometimes easy decisions, sometimes really hard decisions. And now with Ayono in the format, definitely feels a bit sad to play Lost Box because before it was like Judge, not too much playable other than Mew, and Roxanne, not too much playable, like one off in some decks. But now a lot of decks play like three, four Ionos, like Gardevoir, uh, Arceus, um, even Mew play one, two copies of Ionos plus Judge. So definitely super scary, um, but I think Lost Box is still pretty good. Um, so I will say that Luxbox can beat every deck in the format other than Ushifu Inteleon, I guess, uh, what is annoying. I mean, now it looks right. You have a chance, right, um, to kill Inteleons. But yeah, it's a deck that I think is the perfect deck to have a 50-50 against everything. Um, it's pretty consistent. No matter the version you play, you can go for like pocket years like I did uh, in any of my tournaments. Every time I play Luxbox, I play at least one, two, or three copies of pocket year. Um, just go for consistency. Don't put less than four Nestle, please, in your Lost Box decks. Um, now with Artason, the deck is even better. With Super Rod, the Greninja version is even better. Um, you can do magic with the deck. You can Kyogre, you can like free damage, you can just attack the active. Um, yep, it's super flexible. It's like, it feels so good to play. So I will definitely recommend to play Lost Box because um, you will play every single round. I don't think you will. Have any auto losses, and that feels nice when you play a tournament that you actually play that you don't care about playing against Gardevoir, Mirror Match, Mew, Arceus. You have a game plan and you can uh, win if you play well and you have a good day, of course. All right, you're unfortunately talking me into Lost Box. So, Pedro Pertusi, you are a regional champion with Guardi, Guardi Mewtwo specifically, but you don't have to. If you want to convince me Guardi Mewtwo is a play for NAIC, I'm also in, but. Why is Gardevoir the play for NAIC? I'm probably going to talk a little bit more about the Stray Gardevoir, since I think it's a better one right now. But I think uh, Pedro already did some, gave some spoilers. So uh, the first thing is that, same as Lost Box, you don't have that pressure on winning the coin flip that you have with other decks. So that's great when you're playing like nine rounds day one, six rounds day two and so on and so forth. Uh, it's the best deck in the format. It was already pretty good and it gained a lot from from Paldea Evolve. So we got the reversal energy, which it's a pretty nice inclusion, a one-off. Uh, of course, you get the Yono, which is amazing because you can go up to like six draw supporters. So you're a lot more consistent in that sense of opening like draw supporters in your hand. And it also acts as a, a disruption for matchups like Lost Box, which were hard. Are, it is still pretty, it's still a pretty, not not hard, but it's a play matchup. So it's a 50-50. Uh, even with Yono, I think it's still pretty close. And, but it has a lot of tools. Super hot is amazing in the decks into, don't need to waste turns, uh, Mirian back your attackers. And yeah, I think that the deck ain't a lot. And I mean, if you go off like results uh, in this format, you will probably be Gardevoir since it like won the Champions League before and now it got like second. So it probably is like the, the best performing deck in Japan right now. So uh, in that case, it's pretty good. Uh, it's also had a nice 
matchup spread in, in the same sense as Lost Box, where there's no no matchup that your opponent is gonna like flip a flip a deck and you're gonna be oh auto loss. Uh, you you can always find outs to all matchups. And yeah, and there's a little bit of room for text, which is also nice depending on like the meta you expect and matchups you want to be more comfortable against and so on and so forth. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, I want to challenge you both to kind of do the opposite, which is say why the other person's deck isn't the play. So Pedro Pertusi, I want you to convince me why is Lost Box not the play and Pedro Torres, why is Guardi not the play? Or in what situations do you think these decks are not the thing that someone should play for the tournament? Because we agreed at the beginning, right? Like these are going to be the most played decks they are going to be played in very large numbers. So people are going to bring them. But when is a situation when these should not be brought? So Pedro Pertusi, I want you to start us off. Why or when should Lost Box not be brought to NAIC? Yeah, so I think like the number one reason and Pedro already told at the same time that it's a a rewarding deck for for your skills. So if you're well trained with the deck, you practice it a lot, it, it gives you that reward and that good feeling of winning games. It's also very hard to play. So like small decisions on which cards to lost zone, uh specific times uh, in the matchup can cost you games and it's a slow deck, so Sometimes costing you one game, it's enough to already lose you or at maximum tie you the series. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to be tying in big tournaments like this. So that's something that is also relevant since if you're not well experienced with the deck, you can often find yourself uh, not conceding at proper time. So a problem with time management and also... Uh, putting yourself in bad positions in matchups, uh, which with no way to to reverse it. So yeah, I think uh, it's the hardest deck in the format by by far. Uh, so also being the the most rewarding is also one that can punish you really hard, depending on your mistakes. Pedro Torres, why is Guardi not the play for NAIC, or when would it not be a good play? Yeah, I agree also with Pedro. Like, it's the hardest deck to play in the format Lost Box, right? Um, also, there are some days that you don't hit Colress any single round, right? So that's a potential option to um, not be in the play. So I need to say why Gardevoir is not the play, even if I think Gardevoir is the best deck in the format and the play for NAC. But I will try to say why it's not, Good. because um, it's, the, it's the question, right? So why... I'm not going to play Gardevoir, and why is not the play for the for the tournament? Every time I tried to play Gardevoir and I tested the deck, it was pretty good. <laughs> but I felt I hate mirrors of Gardevoir so much. There are definitely some skills in the format, and some skills, especially now with Ayono, uh, in Gardevoir, uh, where you can actually come back. But I feel if you face against a good player um, playing Gardevoir and you start behind, it's super hard to come back, but that's that's my feelings. Definitely, you can come back some games, but I feel that if you start losing on prices, the opponent has four Kilias in play, um, and sending Arcanas, it feels super hard to play if you don't run stuff like Path to the Pit. But you, I, I felt it was literally the only way to come back the mirror match, to play like one off Path to the Pit, and try to go um, 
Iono, Path to the Big, like Path, like Power Your Attacker, right? Path to the Big and Prey in the opponent, one, two cards in hand, the opponent doesn't find the stadium, plus um, Power of a Second Attacker, right? And I see no one is playing Path to the Big, so I don't see myself how to win the mirror match if you're behind. But maybe I need more tests, but I feel it's really hard. Um, so that's one of the reasons, and you want to face probably three, four, five guard that was in the format. Um, another reason, I feel against the Mew, that is super popular right now with Lost Cities, if you don't have a really good setup, uh, Lost City, Ralston 1, I mean, or turn 2, right? Lost City, uh, Ralston 3, that gives you one Rals in play, or two max, if you don't price any. And it's really easy to find for Mew, like the combo. You just need boss energy and Lost City, and they, they play like two Lost City now. So you're actually having a hard time in the mirror match if you start bad. You're having a hard time against Mew if they win the coin flip, turn two boss, Ralts, KO. Normally you turn to do nothing against Mew, turn three Ralts or Kilia, Lost City again. And that's super annoying for, for Gardevoir. And the other top three deck in the format is Lost Box. Like as Pedro said, it's a really 50 50 matchup. It's a really close matchup, especially if you face a really good Lost Box player. Um, depends on the version, they can go super turbo and put like two or three Sableyes in play and then doesn't care about Iono because you have all your attackers in play. Or against the Charizard version, for example, um, you can also run like Articuno and just 120 the Cresselia every time they Cresselia you because you have more space for like a stage like that, right? Um, and yeah, it's a card that no one is playing, but I think it's under the radar. You can just play Articuno against Cresselia and you take a price every turn. So if Lost Box takes prices before uh, Gardevoir takes prices, even if you Iono, it's going to be hard because you have your Confit, you have your Greninjas to draw some cards. Uh, you force it to bench Mana Fee, otherwise they go Mula and Shuriken. You need to not price the Mana Fee. Uh, and even if you price the Mana Fee, it's an easy target for Sableye later. Then Echo Horn becomes a card. So every time I play Gardevoir, I can beat Lost Box with skill, but I feel it's a really hard time. Like I need to like draw super well, I need to pray my opponent doesn't break. And it's a feeling I don't want to have playing guard the wing is lost box. And then the Lugia matchup. If Lugia starts taking prices and attack you with a one pricers, I will one shot your um Gardevoir EX being a one pricer. Um, and yeah, you can run Sino Temple, but you need to find Sino Temple in the correct time and a good player will just save their stadiums. So I feel like Gardevoir is the best in the format, but everyone is trying to counter Gardevoir as the best as they can. That's why I will definitely fear to play the deck. I want to point out, you said that this is going to be incredibly hard to talk about why not to play Gardevoir, and then you came up with so many reasons <laughs> not to play Gardevoir. It did really well, right? <laughs> it was really, it was really good uh, combinement, so no one is going to play Gardevoir. <laughs> so I want to ask uh, Pedro Pertusi, because Pedro Torres mentioned, like, I'm not sure how to come back in the mirror, which is, I agree with that statement completely. Our whole thing has been like, what if you just play more candies to get your EX out first for the mirror? Which, I don't know, maybe that's correct. But Pedro Pertuzzi, you've played more Gardevoir than for sure me and possibly Pedro as well. What do you do in the, like, it's a complex question, but like, what are some things in the mirror that you should look out for? Are there ways to come back or is it really just kind of like Iono and hope for the best? Like, how does that Guardi mirror work in this format? I think. Pedro did a pretty good job explaining it. It's pretty hard to come back once you fall behind. So uh, usually who's going to fall behind is the person going second. So you're probably, if you lose the coin flip, you're probably going second. 
two out of three games if you have time to finish them, which is not a reality for our, all Guardian Mirrors. But yeah, uh, there's a little bit of skill, like, but it ultimately falls down to like who draws prizes first. Uh, so who goes first or who gets the first Gardevoir out. But like for text, the only two ones I found for myself were both both the you mentioned are like maxing out candies. So playing like four candies to guarantee yourself a Guardi turn two and attacking with Guardi or Cresselia turn two or the Path to the Peak, which is a, a more tech card, especially for that matchup, which I find is it's good, but also like has a downside. If your opponent uh, is expecting it, he can play better against it. So, for instance, uh, with Iono being the only disruption uh, and Guardi usually going pretty low on deck cards, if you expect your opponent to be waiting on like a path Iono, you can use your worker, palpet it back into the deck, and then you have pretty good outs because your deck is so slim that a uh, worker has to be on the, the top of the deck. But it's a pretty good card if you catch your opponent off guard. So probably a, a game one type card and usually a day one also type card because the further you get on, on the tournament, the, the more likely your opponents know more or less the, the tech cards you're playing. And yeah, for, for mirror matches, that. Uh, there's also like fancy plays that happen like one out of like five to ten games so like there are scenarios where you can with you can swing the mirror by like um collapsating your guardiacs away so and up trading the prize race like that but sometimes you you don't even get to this scenario because like the cresselia spam is so hard that you don't if the person who's getting attacked first doesn't have the chance to set up well enough to finish the combos they need in the matchup. That's not what I wanted to hear you say, but it's good to know that uh, my testing's been in about the same direction as what you're saying. So cool. So you both gave two of the more complex and popular decks, the why and the why not. I kind of want to go in the opposite direction. So pretend you're not you. Pretend you're not one of the best players in the game. You're someone, I'm honestly in my situation, where I know how to play Pokemon. I don't have a ton of time. I haven't played a whole lot this season. I've been raising a child instead of testing a ton. What deck would you recommend to someone like me where it's like, I play Pokemon, I know what I'm doing, I want to do well, but maybe I didn't have time to play 50 games of Lost Box or 50 games of Gardevoir? What would be the best play to do well that doesn't take a ton of time to practice for NAIC? And uh, Pedro Torres, why don't you start us off with this one? What is the best play for someone who doesn't have a ton of time between now and the next the tournament <laughs> to practice? Yes, I would say play a deck that you enjoy. Play a deck that you consider fun, like Miraido, like Chimpao. There are a lot of fun decks. But they also compete pretty well against the top three. Um, for example, Chen Pao right now is pretty good because Greninja put in check Gardevoir and Lost Box. Because even if you have mana fee, you can just go canceling Cologne, um, Kyo to Kirlias or Kyo to Confis, plus potential Lost City. Um, it's a really fun deck to play, for sure. Other options is Miraido, it just goes so fast, so you can actually all trade every opponent just attacking to one with Raikou, Magneson, 
uh, V or Magnuson V that is pretty good to just kill two things in the bench, um, like, like the same that Jim Pao. But uh, yeah, I will definitely not consider, not um, recommend Lost Box or Gardevoir. They are really hard decks, like 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes game one sometimes, depends on the matchup, of course. Um, it's actually pretty hard to play them. Um, and it's going to be at 3,000, 2,000 people tournament playing the, the tournament. So my advice will be, if you don't like Chimpao or Miraidon or stuff like that, play Arceus, um, Giratina, or uh, any Lugia variant. Because you don't control the deck too much. It's just draw your cards. And if you draw well and you have a good day, you can uh, beat the top three. But definitely the best deck to people that are starting like new people or people that don't know what to play and they don't, don't feel safe with any deck is just Arceus Giratina, for example. I have too many students that I coach that I, they don't want to play Lost Box or Gardevoir because I don't recommend them that deck because they don't have time to play this a lot. So they want an easy deck uh, with less decisions that still be really strong. And I think that's the perfect example of Arceus Giratina being a deck of just set up Arceus on two. And then the rest of the game just go Iono path, judge path, Iono path, judge path, and boss when you draw it. Uh, and it also has the bivalent giant, so you actually draw cards. It's not it's not super random. It's just a day that actually you can draw more than Arsus Duralodon, for example, or Arsus Umbreon. Um, path to the peak, as we said, counter any Lost Box variant. It counters Gardevoir and it counters Mew. So why not play in Path to the Peak when it counters the top three decks? And yep, it's not really hard to play. So I will definitely say any Arsus variant, but my favorite one is Arsus Giratina because Giratina also one shot Gardevoir X and Mew Max with the Globes. Um, yep, we choice well the Mew Max too. Um, yep, with Sharing Cares, you can just play one copy of Sharing Cares and you maybe have a really good Lost Box matchup. Not only disruption, they just go cram cram, they just heal and the game is over. So yep, I will definitely say Arceus um, Giratina for people that don't want to play or don't have the time to test a uh, harder deck, harder decks. I want to point out if I didn't already know that you had been a teacher previously with that answer, I would know because you very first thing you said is pick something that you will have fun with, which is just like one of the most teacher answers ever of like, well, in that case, you should make sure you're having fun first and then you should try and win. <laughs> Uh, Pedro Pertusi, someone who doesn't have a ton of time to test or they haven't had a ton of time to play the format, what deck are you recommending to them? Yeah, I, I agree with Pedro with, like, you need to play something you're comfortable with. Uh, you can't just go and pick, like, pick up Guardi the night before or lost, even worse is Lost Box and, like, uh, start to learn the decision-making round one of the tournament. It's pretty hard. So I would probably go for more straightforward, straightforward decks. And actually, the deck I would choose is the same one as Pedro, is Arctina. I, I really enjoy Arctina right now. And also in the, the previous formats, I played it to, to some cups here in, in Brazil. And I think the deck is like really easy to play. Uh, you just need to go Arceus Energy Turn 1. And after that, just manage Judge Path, Iono Path. Set up your B-Barrel to draw some cards. And yeah, just attack, set up your attackers. And like, at the end of the day, Path Judge and Yono Path, you're putting your opponent in an uncomfortable position. So you're making him have to struggle to figure a way out to, to win the matchup. And there's some matchups like Lost Box. If you manage to take like two prizes ahead of them, the, the matchup is already over. So like, 
Karen's carry, I, I would play in my list also that Pedro mentioned about. Uh, if I would go for another one besides Arceus, I, I would probably say Mew. I think uh, Mew needs a little bit more practice and experience with some decisions, but I think it's also pretty well positioned and you can have a fun time. You draw a lot of cards, so that's always nice. You're pretty quick. With the Fusion version, you're also not so... It's also fine to go first or second, which is also something nice, so you're not stressed about the coin flip. So yeah, uh, I think... But for me, my my number one pick would be Arctina, the same as Pedro. Your plus of Fusion Mew, which was also one of the pluses of... Like, it's fine going second as Guardi because you get set up. It's fine going second as Lost Box because Cramorant. My one big complaint with Arctina is going second feels really bad into literally every matchup out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, we mentioned Arctina. We have we kind of mentioned earlier Lost Zone Giratina. This is something I want to talk about because every format for the past couple, it has been this deck dominates in Japan. And then you go over to the rest of the world, and it is nowhere to be seen. There's like one in top 32, and that's it. It's not played that much. And we recently saw, I mean, both tournaments, actually, that were in this format in Japan. It did well, and it did incredibly well in the Japanese National Championship. It was the most represented deck in top 16 for them. It was like, it was like almost half of top 16, if I remember correctly. It was like a ridiculous amount. Is Lost Tina going to show up like in a lot of them? Is it going to do well at NAIC? Or is this another format where Lost Zone Giratina is just Japan found it really good and we didn't for some reason? Uh, Pedro Pertusi, can you start us off? Lost Zone Giratina, is this finally the format for the deck? I think the, the deck gets some new cards, which are pretty nice, especially like. Jet energy, I think for me it's the besides Lugia that you need to like play the, the special energies to, to play the deck. Like it's a deck that most benefits from it. Uh it's like the second I see that there's a lot of talk about Lost Box, Giratina, and it I I think it's fair because it's like the first tournament of the, the metagame we have here. And it, it does also do pretty well in Japan both times. And I think it's a consistent deck in the fact that, like, you can play any matchup out. So uh, you sit down, you can play any matchup. It's pretty consistent. You, you know your attackers. You have a good idea of what to do in each matchup. Um, I actually really like the, the Jet Energy inclusion. I think it does a good job into, like, uh, making you hit your Lost Zone goals for each turn especially well. So you probably like when I go four turn one and hit with Cremorant, you probably wanna go seven turn two and maybe start Mirage gating. And then on the on the third turn you go for for a Sable Eye with ten, which is different from like uh the Turbo and Kyogre Lost Box, even the Sables are one, which you're like uh rushing Lost Zone cards. So from my testing like Turbo Lost Zone you're almost always hitting like seven, seven turn one. And especially if you go first, like turn two, you of course are hitting seven and already mirage gating your attackers. So that's, that's a little bit different because 
I think Cramorant is more important in the Giratina version than the other one. But I, I think the deck's pretty good. The, the inclusion of the Jet Energy allows you not to play Beach Court. So you can play some like Disruption Stadium. So I see they're playing like two Path, one or two Temples, which is pretty nice. It helps you with like the Guardi matchup and the Lugia matchup, which can be a little bit shaky matchups depending on if you go first or not and so on but yeah i think it's a pretty underrated deck right now and it always kind of has been uh over in our side of the globe but at the same time like for instance for uic i know uh the guy that went 9-0 on day one he was playing like giratina so but then he couldn't manage to like top eight and there weren't any in top eight so i think it's a little bit also because like good players can have a good time punishing the deck because it's so simple, like uh, especially before where you kind of know all their attackers, you can kind of play around and yeah. But I think it's a pretty good deck and it actually from my testing, testing feels really consistent on like achieving its goals in the turns, so. Pedro Torres, anything to add about Lost Tina? Is it time for Lost Tina? Well, I think it's more playable in Japan also because of the best of one uh, thing. I guess the Latina version of Lost Box can finish game faster because you just go Lost Impact plus V-Star in some matchups, while other versions that go slower, like the Charizard version or the version with Mara Skates, um, but that you don't have like super big attackers, only Dragonite. Um, the Giratina version can go faster against some decks like Arceus. I'm not sure if that's one of the reasons, because in Japan you need to finish best of one in 25 minutes, otherwise 0-0 zero, zero is a double game loss, it's not a tie. So it's kind of the, the faster version of Lossbox to finish games, so that's one of the reasons that maybe it's more playable in Japan. Another reason is because um, in best of one the surprise factor is better for Lossbox Giratina, because as Pedro said, you can play Path to the Peak Iono, to one or by a path to the peak Iono to two, people maybe don't expect, okay, you may be playing um, path to the peak or you're playing Sino Temple, right? So depends on what you expect, in best of one is more surprise factor. Um, I think Los Bojiratin is good. I definitely give some tests uh, to it, but I'm, um, even if it's really consistent, I feel like every time I play it, it's like, oh, I set up super well with IV Seeking and Chorus and stuff, or I have hands with like six energies, um, and nothing else because it's a version that plays a lot of energies. Four, three Giratina line, four Marash Gates, all the rods. It plays too many bad cards early game. And every time, if you actually check the Japanese tournaments, like the last two, like the Champions League and the Nationals, for some reason, every time a Lost Force Giratina was on a stream, there was just cram pass. <laughs> a Giratina pass. And because I'm a really, I'm a guy that focuses more on consistency than power level. I think Lost Box Giratina has the best power level other than others um, Lost Box variant because if you set up Giratina V-Star, sometimes you take four or five prizes in some matchups. Um, so it has better power level. But in terms of consistency, you play too much energies, too much Maragates, too much evolution lines, too much Pokemon, too much um, rods, recyclers, uh, stadiums that you don't want to one. So it's too much cards that you want to see, you don't want to see turn one or turn two. Um, I feel like every Lost Box variant, if you weave colors on one, you have a hard time. So that's why Giratina kind of 
improve that with David seeking, but it's definitely not the best because you're giving a one a two pricer in the front in some matchups like Lugia or Mew that they just one shot. So it's a good deck because it also has the um, not the power level, it also has the disruption factor with like Path to the Peak or Sino Temple plus Iono plus uh, one shot in the active. That's something that other Lost Box doesn't have. Other Lost Box is just straightforward go cram, like Pedro said, save a lie as soon as possible and try to win by prices instead of disruption. Um, so it also has that disru disruption factor. But as I said, I'm a player that focuses way more than I should in consistency. Um, so that's why I prefer like to play four pocket gear or three pocket gear in my Lost Box variants than power level. And then the power level I will try to figure out with less uh, cards, but I still try to outplay my opponents with Echo Horn or uh, cards like that. Or Spread Damage with Save Light to set up like Double Knocker with Charizard or stuff like that. So, yep, that's my opinion. But definitely a good deck and definitely one of my options for NAC. But the I fear, I fear to not being able to set up well um, some games because I have too many dead cards from one. So, last question that I think is on everyone's mind, and that is, and it's prediction, but is there going to be a quote-unquote secret deck, something that is not currently meta, that will take the tournament by storm? And when I say this, not something Sander creates, not some control deck that we know that he's going to break the meta with, but like something utilizing maybe reversal energy or, you know, there's a ton of cool stuff out there. Do we think a testing group is going to quote unquote break the format with something new for this one? Or are we still too early and we're expecting to see a lot of the quote unquote same stuff that we're already expecting? And if you know anything, our audience is too big. Do not leak it. But do you expect that some group is going to break the format with something? Or do you think like, no, at this point, it's kind of expected and nothing's really going to take, you know, no, nothing new is going to come out of this beyond whatever Sander makes, right? Uh, Pedro Pertusi, can you start us off? What do you think? Do you think something's going to take the world by storm or do you think more of the same? I think it's more likely there's going to be more of the same. Uh, some of the reasons are like, uh, in general, like this this set feels a little bit like like a filler set, so it's better at making decks that were already good better, instead of like new archetypes or new options. Um, but at the same time, I think there is a little bit of space, so like. For instance, in Japan, we saw the Reversal Guardi Mewtwo deck, mm -hmm. which I tested a little bit. It's pretty nice. It has his niece, but I, I imagine the surprise factor of it was a big deal. And also, the, for me, in my, in my testing, it doesn't have the best mirror matching as Guardi. So, like, uh, the Guardi mirror is already a 50-50, and if you're going to play, like, even lower odds, it's pretty, pretty annoying. But it's a deck that, like, uh, it, it, I know it's played like a path for the Guardian Mirror, so that that was pretty nice. So it, it shows it also works in the Trey Guardian Mirror. The uh, for me, it showed that the the path is also an option there. But for like something extremely out of the box and and like breaking the meta. I don't think so. Like, 
maybe a, maybe a control deck has some space since there's some nice comeback cards in the in the set. So that that's always an option. But yeah, I expect uh, to see more of the same, especially with the the new cards making some of the past decks better. Pedro Torres. And again, don't leak if you know anything, but do you expect the same question, more of the same, or do you expect someone's going to break the format with something new? I think normally for for a big tournament and also like the first, not the first, right? Puerto Rico special event is happening this weekend, but it's kind of the first big tournament for, for this, for the season. And some people want to like secure points for the world invite or try to secure some like day two with a more consistent deck instead of uh, playing something new that I think you need like a lot of time to try to break the format and even if you get it it's really um, it's really hard to do it because it's like a 2,000 people tournament so even if you spec Garden One Me or Lost Box there are too many people so you can play against five Chimpaos against five Midaidons <laughs> or, or decks like that because it's a really big tournament and I think people will, for this tournament, will try to go for the safe play, what is uh, playing a they already know with just the new inclusion, like Iono and stuff, uh, instead of going for something risky. Also, if someone has something cooking, I think they will definitely probably save it for Worlds, um, because the meta will definitely be uh, more known uh, after NAIC, right? The meta will be in a position after NAIC that we can say, okay, the most played deck is this, second is this, third is this, and the core that people play in NIC was this. So people will have that information plus online tournaments plus league caps and league challenge uh, in July of the new season um, plus, uh, to actually test and to actually know better a potential surprise deck for for Worlds, what is the bigger tournament and the most important tournament. And you're going to be a tournament with less people and the people who play Worlds will definitely going to play probably less random decks and more um, uh, top uh, meta decks. That would happen, for example, last year, right? Um, after we knew the meta more or less, we expected a lot of Park Intellion, right? Anders Kubal won Wolves playing a deck to counter Park Intellion and other decks, and he faced like seven Parkias uh, during the, his run. And then in, in Topka, he faced a Mew. It was close, but Mew flipped Tails with Chromatic, and then Andre won. And then Andre faced in the finals, for example, Daichi uh, with Bivaral over Jordan, for example, right? That's right. I think uh, the question is pretty good uh, for more wars than any I see. I think if people have something, we'll definitely save it uh, instead of um, playing it. But that's my opinion. Maybe we have something surprise. I actually tried something because uh, some days I'm tired of Lost Box, right? And some days I like, I want to play something fun. So I definitely tested some stuff because with uh, Iono and Shining Arcanas, there will be a potential day that you can actually deck out fast, turn, turn three, turn four. And then try to make like a loop or something uh, with some cards, but I'm not an expert about making that kind of decks. And also try some sort of box uh, because with reversal energy, you can play like the breviary that put like 30 everything, mm -hmm. um, or the electivire that damage like 50 everything, something like that, right? I also try, but um, yeah, not focus too much, just trying to make decks for fun. But uh, yep, I think for worlds, we will definitely have something. And that's why, for example, the reason I played in last worlds, a deck. That lose to, I mean, has a bad matchup against almost everything, but has a good matchup against uh, Intelon decks. Um, I play like a deck with Palkia, um, Jolteon, Three Memory Capsule, and stuff like that. 
and I was really close to top. I was like, lost, not, lost the last round before winning in, and then I got top 34 with a deck I never played, but it was pretty good to counter all the meta. And every Italian deck I faced, I won or tied. So it was, yeah, it was like that. I feel like that's really good advice too of the, because we kind of forget that there's a lot of people there who are thinking they're breaking the format with something else or like, you know, it's lower stakes for some individuals. Right. And so of the, you know, 2000 people, there's going to be plenty of people who are going to play Maridon or going to play Fortress EX, assuming that the, you know, Trevenant V handlock is going to work or something like that. Right. Um, thank you both for your time. Any shout-outs, people you'd like to thank, sponsors, Pedro Pertusi, why don't you start us off? Any sponsors, shout-outs, etc.? Um, I mean, I'm just going to shout out my Twitter, so it's Pedro Pertusi, the same as my name. And yeah, shout-out my, my friends over in Brazil, and that's pretty much it. Pedro Torres, any shout-outs, sponsors, your Twitter, etc.? Um, right, so I think more time happens. Um, I try to be more in the shadows. I don't want to be like super popular. I like to let other people to be famous. I prefer to be like the behind the wall. But yeah, if someone wants to follow me, even if I'm not using social media so much lately, um, my Twitter is Ivinci. Um, right now I don't stream, so I guess what, what what I'm focusing right now is in coaching. So if someone wants to like. Try some coaching or try the experience. I'm on Metafy. Uh, you look for me like my name or just Minchi. I'm full booked to NAC, but I have July some summer spots free to test for Worlds. Um, and yeah, I coach like juniors, seniors, and masters. Uh, and I talk Spanish and English, so that maybe helps a lot to Latin America players, for example, that don't speak English too well, some of them, but speak Spanish, so I can do both language. And yeah, shout out to my 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 friends to my family to my girlfriend uh, they supported me always for for continue competing even if i'm too old i'm too my brain is not the same than some years ago i'm still trying to try my best and yeah if you go into NAIC, let me hi it will be a pleasure to meet you guys and yeah i think that's all um thank you melo for inviting us it was always fun to spend this time and yeah everyone chasing for the invite Good luck in the NIC. And if not, just try to have fun. It will be a lot of people playing. That's always a really cool environment to enjoy and have fun. Um, so yeah, enjoy playing Pokemon, guys. A quick shout out for Pedro's court coaching as well. There was a time when you streamed on Twitch where you offered free coaching for Twitch subscribers. So I took advantage of that so fast because I was going to subscribe anyway. Right. And uh, it was yep. a good. It was a very good experience. Even as someone who is experienced in the game, I was able to get some stuff out of it. So highly recommend that if you are looking for coaching myself, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter and YouTube at mellow underscore Magikarp. This has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. We'll catch you all next in two weeks. I'm going to be at NAIC next week. We'll catch you all in two weeks.